0: Hello, Forever family. Today is Trinity Sunday. This marks the first Sunday after Pentecost. Today, we celebrate the works of the Trinity, the three persons of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praises be to the Trinity for the redemption of the lost. And when I say redemption of the lost, Praise be to God for not giving up on me when I was lost in my sinfulness. So clearly, if you're hearing this message, you're unable to join us for our in-person worship at 11 a.m. So, you know what to do. Grab your cup of coffee or your glass of sweet tea. And let's settle in today and hear the message that God has in store for each of us. This morning's scripture is in Romans 8. We're going to be looking at Romans 8, verses 12 through 17. So go ahead, open your Bible or your Bible app, but either way, make your way to Romans 8, and we'll begin with verse 12. So, verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, and you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you can live in fear again, But rather, the spirit you receive brought you into an adoption of a sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, if we are children, then we are also heirs heirs of god co-heirs with christ if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory this is the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god let's lift our hearts to the lord in prayer before we get started dear gracious heavenly father We ask that you open our minds, open our hearts, help us to receive your message today. Pierce our hearts with whatever part of this message you need each one of us to hear. Help us apply it to our lives. Show us how to share your words and your promises as they are according to scripture. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen son, Christ and all God's people said amen so Romans chapter 8 Paul is talking about wretched men he's he's asking who will save them from their flesh Paul talks about the law being spiritual but we're flesh we battle on two levels in everyday life we battle on two levels we battle spiritually And we battle on a worldly level, or our flesh. But because we battle flesh, we're really unable to keep the spiritual law. We fail. And this is the thing. There are so many people sitting in pews all around the world that refuse to admit they stumble, they fall. It's human nature. It is okay to say, hey guys, I failed. I dropped the ball. But as a result of our failure, the spiritual law condemns us. We inherited this punishment from Adam and Eve. They took the fruit that was forbidden. So inheritance often makes us think of someone who's leaving us this, these great things. And, you know, gosh, we don't think about inheritance being condemnation. We think about it being someone died and they have an estate, or they left you a an heirloom. you know that's something that has been passed down through generations. but technically, we inherited condemnation which has been passed down through generations. I don't know about you, but I don't really see people throwing a celebration over that kind of an inheritance. I don't really see anyone making a social media post over that gift of condemnation and you're probably thinking oh great here's another exciting uplifting message insert lol but this is where we are in the whole scheme of life paul is simply acknowledging this wonderful inheritance and at the same time he's asking who's going to save us from our flesh again this is an everyday battle it's spiritual in its flesh but if we back up a couple of verses, we can lift the veil of doom and gloom. So if you go back to the beginning of Romans 8, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from from the law of sin and death for what the law was for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by flesh god did by sending his own son to the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemned sin in the flesh In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. As we pick up verse 5, it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Church, when we're When we're asking Jesus into our hearts, our flesh must submit to the will of the Spirit. That's when we become children of God. We become heirs to the blessings that flow from the Lord. Paul says, now, there's no condemnation in Jesus. So why is this important? Well, if we look at Romans chapter 1 through 7, he's telling us all about the law and, and the right that the law has to condemn us. We prove every single day that the law has the right to condemn us because we can't hold up our part of the bargain according to the law. We are of sinful flesh. So when I say law, I'm, I'm using a capital L for it's the capital L law of God, just like we use a capital W for the capital W word of God. We fall short of living by godly standards. Our actions are more ungodly than godly most of the time. And honestly, if we could see everybody's thoughts every single day, if they were written above us, wow, the ungodliness. The ungodliness in our own selves. I'm not even talking about pointing out other people's shortcomings. I'm talking about our own. The law of the Spirit has set us free in Jesus. So let's talk about this. We're born into a world of flesh. We're like blank canvases. We're like a clear liquid in a clear glass container. And as we go, we're impacted by the surrounding world. Our views become tainted by sin. Sin becomes a repetitive motion or a recurrence of actions. When it becomes a recurrence of actions, it actually becomes part of our normal everyday lives. We stop seeing it as sin because it's accepted. Our worlds are are no longer blank canvases. It's not a clear liquid. It becomes this darkened liquid. It's darkened by sin. And we become slaves to our sinful flesh. We become failures of upholding the law, capital L, law of God. And we do deserve the condemnation according to the law. But there comes a time when we want change. We try to look at to others to help change us, and sometimes some some turn into things that we use to numb our perspectives because the sinful flesh is misery. It's misery to, to and it's unbearing. I mean, just there's people I know that just can't, it's so unbearable that they just want to check out. They just want to numb their whole world. So the world becomes now clouded by all the things they're trying to use to change perspective of being a slave to sin. But the truth is we are still slaves to the sin, but we're now falling for the lies of the enemy. It's in this moment when our hearts are so overwhelmed with pain that we cry out. Even when we cannot find the words to say, our hearts cry out with deep, deep emotions. And we ask God to help us. We say, God, please give me clear vision to see what is going on. Help me live. And just like in our, in our prayer earlier, God, open our minds and our hearts. Help us to receive what you need us to receive. When we cry out to God, the law now has power over us. Before we were rebellious, we were running from the law. But now it has power over us and it's not like, like it's making us sin, uh, like slaves of sin. So think of it like this. Think of the law of gravity. If you were to jump off the top step somewhere of your porch, then you're going to fall. You're not going to fly. Gravity pulls you back down to earth. Okay. So that's kind of the power over this law. It draws us to something. So if you go back into scripture and you exchange the word law for the word power, then scripture says, For the power of the Spirit has set you free in Christ from the power of sin and death. When we ask Jesus into our heart, we're, we're asking him to, to comfort our souls, heal our hearts, guide our lives as we walk out this life. It's a journey. He brings us clarity to our decision-making process. He removes the darkness that's held us captive. He removes the, the cloudy confusion of the lies of the enemy. And He washes us clean. He forgives our past sins. And just like the woman at the well, we are to go and sin no more. It's not a one and done. We still battle our flesh every single day. But now the power of the Spirit is over us, which sets us free from the lies and condemnation and death of sin. We're now heirs to the blessings which flow from heaven. Our inheritance cannot be found in the flesh. It can't be found in the world. But it's found in our heavenly Father, from whom all things are created now usually here's where i get a little bit of our argument someone says yeah well god created evil too no evil comes from sinful flesh god gave us free will we can either let our flesh be our master or we can humble our hearts to obey god's will to go and sin no more today we celebrate the works of the trinity We give praise for the salvation given to a sinful lost world. We praise God the Father who created man and breathed life into Adam. We praise Jesus the Son who created a way for man to come directly into the presence of God. Jesus as the the narrow path when the veil was torn by becoming the ultimate sacrificial lamb which was used to atone for all of our sins. We praise the Holy Spirit for breathing new life into us each and every day as our comforter and our guide and our helper and our companion through this life's journey. If you're still living a life that feels surrounded by darkness or clouded by the lies of the enemy, I pray that you will ask Jesus into your hearts. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, now is the time. If you've you've never tried just to cry out and you really, really want to be set free from the condemnation of the sinful flesh, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Repeat after me Lord, I admit I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness for my past actions and my past decisions. I believe the price of sin is death. I ask for your mercy and grace. I believe that your son. Jesus Christ died on the cross as atonement for all my sins. Cleanse my heart, Lord, and receive me as your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart. As my Savior, now and forever, I humble my heart and submit it to your will for my life. I ask all these things in the holy name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed this prayer, please let me know. You can comment below. You can always email me at pastor.shan, S H A N K K A Y, at gmail.com. You can also send me a direct message through social media. I would absolutely love to talk with you personally about this decision to ask God into your hearts. If you've previously asked God into your heart, then, church, I have this question for you. Are you living with praise for God in your heart? Have you really reflected on what God's done in your life and praised Him for that? Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we pray for a spiritual awakening in our hearts, in our community, in our church in this world in our neighbors lord you know the cries of the heart we pray you will open our hearts and our minds for a deeper understanding of your word as we prepare for your second coming lord we pray that knees freely bow now before the rocks cry out and worship on the day you you return help us to draw closer to you so that we can be received by you on that day of Christ's return. We ask all things in the holy name of your Son. And now we pray with one voice, the way you taught your disciples to pray so long ago Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Please know I'm praying for you along this journey. I would love to hear from you. Love to talk personally with you. But until next time, always remember to speak life. Be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Because you might be the only Jesus somebody experiences today. You might be the first glimpse of Jesus someone has ever experienced So until next time, much agape everybody.